with Real quick, real quick, real quick with Mike Swig. Real quick, real quick, real quick with Mike Swig podcast. Swig, 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 team. Swig, swig, swig. All right, so we are back. Uh, podcast number sixteen. And, and we're doing what we said, man. We're bringing these podcasts faster and uh, and doing more. So we have a special guest, obviously, you know, uh, from looking at the title. But we got Luke Rockhold coming on today to talk about his training camp, to talk about his fight coming up in uh, in Perth yeah. for the interim championship. Are you going Against there? Romero. Absolutely. We all are. All right. Just making sure. And... Uh, yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's good to talk to Luke. I haven't haven't seen him in a while. He he's been to AK Thailand, been here to, to Thailand with us before, and he's planning on coming after. So we'll have to catch up on that as well mm-hmm. and see if that's still in the plans. And yeah, so uh, so what do you think, man? I don't know. I'm excited for the fight. I mean, I would rather have seen him fought uh, Whitaker, just because you know real title fight. But I mean, not they're, that they're, interim's not, but. They're both they're both title fights. I mean, the thing is, is here's my thing: is like if I was him, it would be easier just to, not easier, but it would just be so much more less complicated to just have one fight, undisputed championship, and be done with it. You know, so it's unfortunate that he's got to go through two people now. He's got to yeah. fight Romero if he beats Romero, he gets the interim championship. Then he's got to fight Whitaker, then become the undisputed champion. So either way, he's going to fight both guys. But had Whitaker stayed in. Um, you know, it, it would be over and done on the 11th. You know, we'd have the, un- the undisputed champion one way or another. And I, f- I find it weird that nobody knows what injury he has. Yeah. Like, how did not one of his boys leak it out by accident? I was thinking about that before this podcast, and I was like, man, right we were setting this thing up, I was like, shit, man, I don't know why Whitaker pulled out. Why is that? I didn't do my research enough, I guess, but I think no one knows. No, nobody knows. I don't think he knows. So I don't think it's been public. Yeah, so... I don't know. Weird situation. Great guy. I like Whitaker. I yeah. No, I do want to say but Whitaker's an awesome guy for sure. Absolutely, you know, man. Super friendly guy. Super nice. I've talked to him at events before and hardworking. And, man, he gets it done. The crazy thing about Whitaker is even though I like him so much and he's a great fighter, it's like he'll go against guys like Romero where I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the one. Romero's scary. He yeah. had a good run, you know, but, but he's going to hit a, hit a loss on this one. And he just beats everyone. You can't count him out, man. He he just manages to beat everybody. And so does Luke. And well, Luke, what well, we don't have to even talk yeah. Luke up. Obviously, Luke was a champ, and he's beat everybody already too. Um, and how, it's, do you, how do you see this this fight going with in, Romero? In my personal opinion, I think. Okay, so we got to look at the facts, uh, or, or my opinion, I guess. I guess we, I'll call it facts because it's my opinion. In my opinion, usually it's facts. Huh. Um, so Luke will for sure outwork Romero. He's a hard worker, man. Luke is just an absolute beast in the gym. He's going to outwork him. I don't see Romero beating him via decision or anything like that. Um, so I, I see Luke has a decision if it goes to the decision. Um, his striking game it, it, at the distance that he can keep with someone like Romero is too good. I think he has more than enough tools to knock him out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely see a KO, like a, like a maybe a – uh, you know, a kick or a punch that stuns him, and then a TKO follow-up, something like along those lines. And then his ground, which is, I think, one of his best things that he has. That's, yeah. That's how I'm picking him to win. And and Romero, you know, he's gonna he's gonna probably get the fight to the ground. And man, dude, Luke is a freak on the ground. Yeah. He is an absolute freak. He uses his length, 
his body type and he's just an absolute freak man it, it, there's just not a lot you can do you can't really prepare for luke you know mm -hmm. like i've been training with luke for a long time and and the last few times i've grappled him for my fight camp and my my last fight camp and then when he came to AK thailand and then i went back to to san jose and like you can't prepare for that man because he uses his length so much that you can't you can't change his body type and so he's putting figure fours and wrapping himself around you in ways that like you just can't you don't have any way of getting I'm, it off. That's why I'm picking a second or third round submission, but like like a rare one, shit that nobody's really ever seen, or that doesn't happen every third fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not a rear naked choke, something easy. It's gonna be something weird. I'm gonna go with like a more, a little bit more extensive uh, a prediction here. I'm gonna say he's gonna get some kind of like good good strike, like a like a kick or a punch, and then in the follow up, he's either gonna get a TKO or it's gonna be a submission. He'll turn into a submission. Romero will try to move into something or, or survive or or cover up or something, and, and Luke will just take him into a submission or something. I, hope. Cause I don't Luke care do how it. he wins, as long as he does. Luke's one of those guys that will do it. I mean, when you rock somebody and, and knock them down, I mean, you know, most guys just try to punch their way to the victory. Luke will take a submission because he has no risk. He, he has no, no fear of getting put in a bad position. So he'll go for it at any time, whether the guy's hurt or not, and put him into a perfect submission. So I don't my, like my style the same way I do. Yeah, yeah, you've been choked out once and put up zero resistance. I let you, but you didn't tap. Yeah. So hats off to you. That I mean, there's probably, I mean, what do you think? Thirty percent, at least, of UFC fighters have tapped from chokes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent of the time, you haven't. Yeah. That's so. pretty good, dude. We gotta ask him <clears throat> about his modeling career too. Absolutely. People say me and him look a lot alike. So is that what it is? I'm gonna try to. Coattail off him and see what kind of channels open up. You think he's jealous because I, I did the Esquire? Thing. I wonder how many people tell Luke, "Hey man, you look just like Mark Bogutsky." Oh, probably so sick many. Of hearing that shit. So mm -hmm. many do. Poor guy. Well, finally he gets we'll to talk to him. you, and, and, and uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's going nowhere. Sure. Right? I'm yeah. sure he gets asked a lot. It happens. All well, right, cool. We'll get to Luke. Is he ringing in? Yeah, we'll get to Luke right now. So let's go ahead and put him on. He's at, and by the way, I want to just say while we're waiting for him to come on, he is the earliest, the most ready uh, guest we've ever had. Yeah. He's actually waiting on us. And, and I'll go ahead and say Dana Cormier was the latest. No, Dana was three days. Dana was three days late, but he told us. But like yeah. Dana Cormier, like we were just waiting. Yeah, he was like eating breakfast. We almost did like a podcast waiting on him to do a podcast. With the rice, eggs, and gravy or whatever I, he, he ate. I don't know what he was doing, man, but he definitely wasn't getting on the Skype. For like yeah, it was like care. 45 minutes. Oh well, at least he showed up. <sighs> it was a great podcast. So once he got yeah. on, I think he was nervous. Yeah, Luke's God. probably nervous too. How much these people prepare to come on this show must I mean, be. This is it. This is grueling. like the top in the yeah. podcast world. This is like right there at the very peak. I think Joe Rogan texted me. He was like, "Hey man, can I get on your show?" I didn't even look at it. I, I ignored <laughs> it. Yeah, he just had Mel Gibson on, by the way. Who? Mel Gibson. Come on, buddy. That's an we interesting had, uh, guest, dude. Really? I'm not comparing podcasts. I'm saying that is an interesting guest. I'm yeah. going to watch that entire episode. I wonder how many times he's had Mickey Rourke on there. Well, he didn't have Mickey Rourke on there. Okay, but, that was like our fourth one ever. But so. I will say I am very interested in the Mel Gibson one because that, yeah. I mean, the stories that they probably talk, because, you know, Joe keeps people for like three hours. Yeah. It ain't like a 30-minute a podcast. So that'll be interesting to talk like two, three hours with Mel Gibson. That's some stories right there. I bet dude. he's, yeah, he's got some... But anyway, all right, insight. so we got Luke coming in, so we're going to go ahead and get to Luke right now. All right, what's up, Luke? Welcome to the podcast, buddy. 
Uh, good to see you, buddy. How's it? How's go, How's things going over there? Good, man. It's been a long time. It has been, but uh, I'm coming coming your way. So, so you got to go get. So, uh, I'm sure you got to go stop a, by. You got to go get a title first, and then uh, you're gonna swing back by Thailand. Yep, cause some havoc in Thailand, just like last time. <laughs> yeah. How long you staying for? Uh. In uh, in Australia, what are no, we no. talking about right now? In Thailand. Uh, last time we did what three days? Yeah, three days. Mike Mike ran me through the ringer in three days. I think we just did about everything he could possibly do in Thailand in we, three days. We, yeah, we didn't sleep for three days straight. <laughs> we did. Everything. I got here like two days after he was here. So <laughs> next thing I know, like TMZ's reporting you doing crazy shit, and then like we had to like leave. We almost got bit. We almost got bit by cobras. Yeah. We we fought we fought every day. We uh, almost got killed by a tiger. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of things happen. You knocked out our trainer. Yeah, you knocked out one of our trainers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's gone. He's <laughs> I, gone now, Luke. So yeah, he's no longer with us. She'll be fine. Yeah, when 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 you yeah, knock it, out our trainers, we have to get rid of him. He did. He did. He did try to take out my knee, though. My my uh, yeah. my fresh, freshly uh, fresh knee off surgery. So. Oh I was yeah. Just trying to defend myself. <laughs> you did defend yourself. You knocked him unconscious. <laughs> so that was pretty good, man. How's everything? How's everything going with training, buddy? How you doing? I feel good. I feel good. Everything's everything. So it's just a little little change of situation. Just kind of adapt to it. And now I think this fight's been mean to happen, and and it's gonna happen no matter what. UL's not going anywhere. I'm gonna. I beat Whitaker and, and UL's next. So. Uh, I beat UL and Whitaker's next. Either way, they're both going to get done. That's what we were saying earlier. We're saying, you know, you obviously have to fight both guys anyway, but this division is so absolutely confusing with all these interim belts and stuff. So Bisping was a champion, and then uh, GSP jumped ahead, and he fought. Then he became the champion, and then he vacated. Then Whitaker became the interim champion. I'm sorry, he became the interim champion, and then... Because uh, St. Pierre left. Yeah, St. Pierre left. Now he's the champ, and then and then now you're fighting for the interim. So of course you have to fight uh, both guys either way. But is it any less motivating that you're fighting for an interim belt versus just getting it all over with with one shot with Whitaker? Had he been able to fight and then just do it and knock it out and be the full champion after February 11th? Yeah, I mean it's always nice to be undisputed. Um, that was the goal, and that would have been nice to have. But I think having Romero as an opponent is. And beating Romero was is a very telling situation. I think putting him, putting him away specifically would be would speak volumes. And so, that's what I I know I can do, and that's what I plan on doing. So, that I got a simple task ahead of me: finish you, Romero, and uh, everything will fucking fall in line. Do you uh, do you know why Whitaker pulled out? Do you know what injury it was? I, I don't I don't know exactly. I've, I've heard it's fairly serious. No one has confirmed anything, but. Um, I, I know Whitaker's not going to pull out. I know he's not. <clears throat> Scared to fight anybody. Unlike Bisping and other people who just bitched out with that fight. Yeah. And uh, the difference... I mean, speak, you want to speak about interim belts, it's like... There's... There's really, I mean, Whitaker's been the champion for, for some time. Uh, Bisbing lost his title to Dan Henderson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whether 
fighting him or, or not. I mean, I think I think he he fought the number. Dan was ranked 13th or 14th at the time, and and I I gave that fight to Dan. So that that fight right there, um, he was gifted on home on home turf. GSP didn't earn his way to the title. He he, he jumped in line. It's that's not that's not realistic. He he wouldn't be able to fight any of us and make it to that stage anyway. Um, so, so Whitaker Whitaker's been the champ. No one else is is is. I mean, closest thing to that is Rio Romero, and that's that's why I'm fighting him. So is it a huge change for you in camp adjusting to this? Uh, it's, you know, obviously Romero's an, a great wrestler. He's offensive. He's, you know, Whitaker's going to be more technical on the feet. I think, I think Romero, you know, I think he's, I, I don't frustrate him. I think I force him into the wrestling, but I think, uh, I think he'll find that he's going to find himself in worse situation than on the feet. So, uh, uh I, I scramble better than. I think most anyone he's faced thus far, and and uh, my, I know my ground game is better. You know he may he may think he's capable of competing with me there, but he'll find out once once he gets tangles up with me on the ground and gets to a bad situation. Wrestlers are not they can't compete with me, especially on their back. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna get behind him. I'm gonna put him on the floor if he goes there. And uh, and this fight, you know every every time he explodes, every time. He expends so much energy. Uh, you know, I'm gonna get back up. I'm gonna reverse the situation. It's just a matter of time. He's gonna slow down. I'm gonna start getting to him. I'm gonna start picking him apart. Yeah. And how's training camp going down there now? Obviously, you've caught uh, a lot of had a lot of questions over your training camp being moved and training with the new guys, and obviously Daniel's <laughs> opponent down there as well. Um, how's it going down there? And how's that? How's that whole thing work out with, with your training and and and, and his opponent Tra- training is going great. Uh, <clears throat> you never want to get too comfortable. Uh, I think, you know, you get getting complacent and getting comfortable. It's, uh, it's never good to be, to live inside your comfort zone. I think, I think you can only grow and, and get so far. Um, I, I was born and raised in, in that town, in that area, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't be there any longer. I was, you know, Kane and DC, they moved in, they have their families and they have other lives and they're, they're not really around the gym. I'm stuck there with, with no one to train with. Um, I couldn't do it. I could, I, I got a long career left ahead of me. These guys have, have kind of faded out. Khabib's in Russia all the time. It's like, I need consistent training partners. I need inspiration. And, uh, I needed to get away from my hometown and there's nobody that, that, that would fit me. So, it was time for me to make a move. You know, I love I love the team and the guys and what we built together. But uh, it was time to go, um, and everyone supported that. And people people are fucking stupid in this game, and and keep running their mouths about certain situations and what's what. But we're all professionals, and and uh, I train. Yeah, I, I train in the same gym as Vulcan. I've been there. I was training in that gym before Vulcan even got there, and this kid just came up out of nowhere. So. Uh, this situation is is what it is with DC. I'm, I'll be happy when it's over, and and uh, and then I won't have to deal with any more bullshit. But I, you know, I'm 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 happy training with with Henry and Kami and Greg Jones and and, uh, and amazing just everything here for 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 an athlete. They have everything you want in Florida. It's not California lifestyle, but 
for training, it's 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 everything, and that's that's my complete focus right now. All I'm doing is training, so it's a it's a great place to be. And you're gonna have Javier and Bob Cook still in the corner for uh, for Perth, correct? Because yeah, I think they're. I mean, what we built together and and what we they they know me, they know how I operate, and and that they'll be there. We built ten years together. We have multiple world championships together, and and it's it's something to have those people in your corner and and fight week and. You know, they know my mentality, they know my style and, and we we talk on a you know on a on a weekly basis, a few times a week and we're all they're checking in with me and I'm always keeping up with them and so uh, they'll be there, man. This is they're they're family to me, no doubt. And they're also gonna be here in yeah. Thailand afterwards along with uh we're, hey, we're going to your fight too. We're going to your fight and then after the fight we're gonna bring you guys all back here and, and, and go crazy for like a week. <laughs> crazy come on it's all strictly business come on <laughs> and then so, so no, actually, well, go ahead well look oh, we're losing you thailand go ahead say one more time we lost you buddy you guys got me yeah i got you, you now go. go ahead and say thailand what <clears throat> i said thailand will be in order it's it's definitely it's got to happen it's on the way back and uh a must hey we had a good long. we had a good time for those three days for sure so yeah hey, i don't mean to change the subject but are, are you watching uh figure skating is that what i'm seeing in the background <clears throat> that would be logan's choice so he was watching figure it's, skating you know it's relaxing what can i <laughs> hey it's relaxing hey whatever it takes get away from the fight world whatever it takes champ um, so going back to your training camp, though, uh, aside from training alongside him, seeing him, whatever the case, just, just your opinion in general, wh where do you see this fight going with uh, Daniel Cormier this weekend? I mean, that's one of your best friends, and, and you know him better than anybody. So how, how do you see this fight going? I, you know, DC is a wrestler. He, he He's coming off uh, his First real real loss, you know, real hard loss that he's ever had. So he's gonna he's gonna revert back to his ways, and that's everyone knows what what he's capable, you know, what he does when he fights. He fights smart, and he doesn't get away from the plan, you know. When you when you're fighting a pure striker like Vulcan, he's not risks. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna do his thing, and you know, Vulcan Vulcan's gonna try stuff to take down. He's gonna try to knock him out. He's gonna do what he do. Yeah. In DC is DC is he's been in the game for a long time. He's fought everybody in the game. He's only lost to John and a very close decision one time, and and he got caught the second time, which I thought he was winning the fight. I just don't know. I don't think Vulcan is on his level. You yeah. know, I, I have I completely step aside and I don't play any. We lost you again. Shit. Get that. Charles Bennett, Florida, yeah. internet. We lost you one more time. You there? Yeah, you got me. Yeah, okay. So you're saying uh, you you don't play any what? Said so I don't play, I don't play any factor in this in this fight, and yeah. I, I haven't been training with with Vulcan. I, I've trained alongside of him a couple clips that they always seemingly tag <laughs> along when when we're doing strength and conditioning alongside of each other, but. I don't train with the guy, you know, it's like I, I, I might have to train alongside of him for a little strength and conditioning, but that's it. And it's, it's funny how they they plug every little 
second that we're just in proximity of each other and, and, and they're trying to tie into this and all these fucking tinfoil fans get, in, get involved and, and just manipulated by Connor McGregor and the snake bullshit and people are just tied into this. It's, it's, it's so pathetic at times, but switching gears real fast. So tell me about what's going on with you and modeling. Cause most people know, but some people may not know that you, uh, you're quite the, uh, the fashion model these days. He's doing a still shot for us. <laughs> it froze and gave us a perfect still I'm shot. I'm just trying to give us a perfect still shot. on the cutthroat game to, uh, to supply you. So, uh, injuries happen and, and you gotta, you gotta keep drawing paychecks. And so I'm, uh, I'm not, I don't discriminate against paychecks. Like I've always said, and shit, I go train for a fight. I get in shape to fight and you take a couple pictures on the side. It's kind of relaxing. But have you done any uh, print work for Esquire Taiwan yet? Because <laughs> so your boy here, <laughs> he's so stupid, bro. <laughs> it's on the top of my. It's on the top of my list. Tens uh, and twenties of people have seen Mike and his. Oh, Jesus. Nah, I'm kidding. Ah, come on. You know I'm proud of you. All right. So yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. Our photo shoot. So, um, no, that's cool, man. Most people, you know, obviously, they fight to springboard into something else, and you, and you've landed yourself into a nice little side gig already. But you're still just in the gym, grinding it out, fighting. I mean, what motivation is there in you to just keep going? You were the champ. Um, you're, now you're fighting for the interim again. Uh, wh what motivation are you are you having inside to just continue fighting and making that the number one priority right now? I love fighting. I'm too. I'm, I'm too good. I'm too good at this game. I, every I step in the gym, I'm the best guy everywhere I go. And, and I wouldn't deprive myself of or the MMA world of that. You know, it's like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fight to my potential. This is what I'm I'm best at in life. And, and I'm not going to I'm not going <clears> to <throat> I'm not going to sell myself short. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go prove myself. You know, people that people make mistakes. This is this is a wild game and uh, people people slip, people fall. But. You know, it's like the, it's the champions, it's the great ones that come back and prove themselves over and over again. And and I know that I'm I'm one of the best guys to ever grace the sport. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna prove it. Does it mean more to you to get this belt? Um, obviously, the interim belt, and then eventually Whitaker, uh, to 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 gain the undisputed title again. Does that mean more to you now than it ever did? I think I think every time you, you fight, you know, in, in this circumstance, it's it's you got to constantly keep proving yourself. You know, this is this will be my third world title. You know, I've always been doubted. I, you know, I've always got my haters. People are always going to talk. People are going to run their mouths. Uh, the only person I doubt is, is the man across the cage from me. No. Uh, you know, I've I've been on top of the game. I, I I believe I was the best in the world back in strike force. Anderson Silva, you know, I came in, I came in from Strikeforce, I fell, but then I came back and I won the world title again. It's like, it, I, I fell again, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to win it again. There's, you're always going to have your doubters, you know, and uh, I, well, well, all I can do is just go in there and prove them wrong every fucking time. Yeah. yeah. Let me rewind about maybe 10, oh. 12 years, I don't know how many years it's been. Do you remember a long time ago when we were training at AK and you were starting to spar and work on your stand-up and me and you were sparring and you were in the corner 
and you flipped out and did some spinning thing and caught me in the nose and busted my nose open and blood was like everywhere <laughs> and then we almost got we well, we pretty much got in like a street fight in the in the in the cage or not in the cage in the ring do you remember that <laughs> the fucking the, the swick out yeah yeah you 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 did some hey, crazy weird we spinning all, we thing we all appreciated a good swick out when we, swick, swick, oh, what's a swick out swick, swicks i remember swick looking down catching his nose and then just turning up with just pure fucking red hatred in his eyes and just coming at me with full force <laughs> I, was kind of, I was trying to kill you dude so you you had done hey, some... I, was, I, I, I fucking love it i love that's what that's what i love about that's like that's that's the bond of, of training you yeah. know because i'm i'm not gonna shy away from it and that I was just, a I remember good time. clashing with you. I loved it. It was good times, man. Because I remember you clipped my nose. I was all bloody, and, and and we got into it. And I was just like, I wonder if Luke ever remembered that. Because we never talked about that since then. But that was just a classic swick out of like, you caught me on the nose, and, and I just I remember just bleeding everywhere. And I was just like, oh no, I know I'm not bleeding right now. Who won? <laughs> we just went at it. We just we just street fought like almost with gloves on, and like just went at it pretty hard for like until I guess they stopped us. I can't really remember how it yeah. ended. No one, no one wins. No one wins in the gym. There's no such thing as winning in the gym. But I was bleeding more because yeah. <laughs> he did some. He did some weird floppy, <laughs> floppy elbow thing. I was so pissed because I didn't know. What, I was like, "What? Do you, what did you even hit me with?" It was like, it was the craziest thing. Question man. mark kick or whatever. Yeah, no, no. It was in the corner, and he just did a spinning thing. But the elbow caught me on my nose. It was awesome. But I, was, I had to ask you because I had been so long. I, so many gym stories, but that was that was an interesting one for sure. We've had we've had some some good ones. AK has, has been filled with wonderful events. Not and then Cormier comes in the gym and just starts instigating fights nonstop. <laughs> how, about, how about what about Matt Major? Can we, uh, can we talk about Matt Major for a second? Yeah, those were the days. Matt Major and Phil Brony got into it, and then was that the guy Major, that lived in the gym? Yeah, Matt Major lived in the gym, right? He was he was staying in the gym. I think we all lived in the gym. I lived in the gym for a long time. I, I used to live in the gym. I'd, I'd come in there. I was like dead broke. I was remember I was in debt for the Paul Bradley fight, fighting in like the Strike Force Challengers. That a gym up there, like the little like we had these like bunk beds, and the and the, and the gym was in the industrial part of the of San Jose, yeah, South San Jose, and it was just all ghetto at night and the weekends. I'd I'd come in on the weekends. I'd I'd stay there, and people would try to break in in the middle of the and I'd run downstairs for the baseball bat, just screaming, hoping, <laughs> hoping nobody would break in. Hey, you'd you'd go, you'd go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, crushing cockroaches in the shower and shit with your bare feet. It was just oh. disgusting. Lovely, dude. You hey, had to like people, had... don't, people don't people don't understand the scru- the struggles that we went through. And you... It's like I didn't I didn't life wasn't always so easy. You had to survive to live at AK, man. Like it, I was there. I mean, I, I never trained there. It was it was the old school though. It was the yeah, old the, school in one, shopping man. Like, center. No, it was, it was like this warehouse thing, and like Matt Major lived. I mean, uh, uh, we had uh, Matt Major. I think lived at the gym at some point. Pat Minahan was one of the first ones. I'm not sure if Thompson lived at the gym or not, but everybody had their turn, man, of, of having to defend themselves at nighttime with the baseball bat just to survive. <laughs> Sounds fun. Hey. <laughs> But you went from Strike Force Challengers. Never, never forget it. Never forget it. It's a hardening, hardening place in life. You went from Strike Force <laughs> Challengers to Strike Force to Strike Force Champion to UFC to UFC Champion. So I mean, it was worth it. 
and now and now you got modeling on the side. So I mean, that's and you're on this podcast now. And and now you finally made it to the the, the real quick with Mike's yeah. podcast. So there's the pinnacle. You, are you nervous? Like you're handling it pretty well. I know this. This is definitely you know. <laughs> feel feel right up there with that lion in the background. <laughs> what's, what's going on with that guy? Loves our yeah. boy here. <laughs> So I got to ask you, I uh, asked uh, Daniel this the same. Um, so when, when I was coming back and forth to Thailand to build a gym and all that kind of stuff, you've obviously been to the gym, you've seen it, and so you've been here. But that whole time I was leaving back and forth to build a gym, what were your thoughts on me being gone and, and building this gym? Did you ever think I was going to build a gym, or did you think I was just taking vacations to Thailand and just getting away? A lot of the two, for the most part. <laughs> I think everybody. For the most part. For the most part, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, you were, you were, you were passionate about it, Mikey. I'll, I'll give you credit. You always came back and you're always up and you're supposed the thing. And that's, that's what it takes to create something special like you've done out there. So I, I'm, I'm fucking stoked to see what, what you've done and, and what's come to be. It's uh it's really cool to see. I, appreciate I can't, I mean, I, I couldn't have fathomed it come to this level. And it's, uh, it's truly one of the, one of the coolest places I've seen before it's even what it is now and i can only imagine what it's like now i appreciate that man and like same thing for you man coming from those days of us like street fighting in the gym and living in the gym to like you being the champion in multiple organizations and now going to your fight here soon next month to fight mm -hmm. for the the championship again man super proud of you for that yeah i appreciate it always good to catch up mikey i mean like always i said good. when you first came to the gym you you had bjj and like a point break dvd because you were like, <laughs> that was it. Dude, he literally well, had was, like a Point Break was, DVD and like... Did you have a DVD player? That helped. But then you came in, man, and you learned everything, dude. Like literally, you were... Man, it's... It. And one thing I credit you for that, that I talk to people about here is you've adapted your style to be your own. So there's no one else like you. A lot of people kind of like emulate other fighters and they, they, they see someone else their same size, their same... Uh, build their same strengths and they kind of emulate to be that person you've taken you've taken like little bits and pieces of everyone at the gym and made your own style with your length especially so your bjj and your grappling is using your length no one can copy or emulate that uh you're striking with your kicks and your movement uh it, it's 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 you've, you've emulated and, and and made your own style which is man it's when i was at your fight and and it was australia i believe it was when you fought uh bisping the first time I think it was Australia. Um, man, I was just so proud because you're just like a just a full, well-rounded fighter, man. And to see where you you've came from and and what you've done and, and where you're going, it's I'm proud of you, brother. Yeah, Mike. Really, really do. I'm gonna go surf my way through this Cuban and uh, go go show another level. I, I really feel like I'm I'm just touching the surface, so I'm excited to go out there and and to go. Silence the doubters and, uh, and prove the boys right. All right, brother. Well, I won't keep you any longer, man. I know you're busy. I know you're getting ready for your fight. I appreciate you doing the podcast. Thanks for uh, taking time out for us. And Thank you. I'll see you in Perth and in Thailand afterwards, and we're going to have some fun. Actually, we'll get you in studio here, hopefully, and do like a Bob Cook, Javier, Luke, AK reunion. After hours. <laughs> Not after I hours. I like it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign me up. All right, brother, man. Good luck, man, and, and hope training goes good, and I'll be there for you, brother. Thank you again. Love Appreciate it. it. All right, see you, dude. See ya. So, uh, not bad, Luke Rockhold. Yeah. Looks like he's ready, right?
he appears. Good looking dude. Yeah, has beanie on. Got that <clears> rough, <throat> rough, rough Lauren purple. We, is label. that what it was? Rough Lauren purple label, yeah. And he said it was a Rough Lauren purple, huh? That thing probably cost more than my car, and he's wearing it on we his were, head. For those of you, we didn't film this, but he was talking about his beanie. Yeah. So he, so when you, you look at the video of Luke, that was quite the beanie he had on. Yeah. It wasn't just a normal beanie. That wasn't yeah. like a, a beanie you buy when you go to the mall. Yeah. That was like a custom engraved <laughs> uh, Luke Rockhold initialed well, Ralph, Ralph Lauren Ralph purple Lauren. beanie. It's LR and RL. Yeah, I get it. I know the initials. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because you've done all your modeling work? No, they're initials to words. I get yeah. that. I learned that Initially, when I was like eight. I didn't think you'd get that, but yeah. Um, good eye, buddy. But yeah, good good, uh, good podcast. He's uh, He seems focused. He seems ready. He seems like... Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't seem to care too much about the fact that um, he's having to fight Romero. He doesn't seem bothered by it. See, no, it's like I said, we talked about the other day. You got to fight both regardless. <clears throat> who gives a shit what order yeah know? he's gonna beat them both anyway so yeah i mean i i see his style being too tough for both of them but um i mean we, one one fight at a time i definitely see him beating romero romero's a powerhouse don't get me wrong I and mean, they fought the same guys the difference is luke submitted and 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 where well, he submitted most of them uh and romero knocked most of them out so that stylistically makes up for a pretty decent match because you're gonna have this guy that's gonna be trying to knock luke's head off and you're gonna have yeah. Luke playing the distance using his uh, reach and, and and kind of different striking game, um, and his ground game is just gonna be phenomenal. I mean, no one pre- is prepared for that, even Weidman. I mean, when you see people that like watch Luke training and then and then they think they're ready for it, and then they get in there and they fight him, and then they get you know taken yeah. down, and and Luke gets on top. It's it's a horror yeah. story for me. I remember them. when y'all two sparred for uh, when you fought 189, or y'all were just kind of rolling. Grapple a little bit, but he just smashed me up. Jesus, man. Yeah, that was before my fight, right? Yeah, don't you usually train before your fight? Yeah, but I didn't know. I can't remember if I rolled with him after or before. So, so yeah, he smashed me up before my fight. Was in Vegas. No, no, we were we were in San Jose, but I'm just saying that was before my fight. So, yeah. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, thanks, Luke, for uh, smashing me up. Hey, how'd you like to be that dumb asshole that breaks into AKA? And not only do you have to deal with Luke Rockhold, but he's got a bat too. Dude, he's serious. Like, dude, it, the old school uh, gym and the warehouse that people stayed in, that's how it was, man. It was like in the real rough part of San Jose, and like the fighters stayed there. And I didn't know how extensively Luke stayed there. I knew a lot of the other fighters stayed there. And we didn't get into the Matt Major stories. What we was trying to say was that Matt Major got into it a lot in the gym with a lot of the other guys. I, I was there one time when he got kicked out. We had a lot yeah. of like kind of like sort of street fight kind of things going on, like me and Luke that time. Yeah. But uh, Which, and when I say I know sh- there's no winners, but you're bleeding. I, I know there was a. I didn't lose that fight. <laughs> why, why didn't you say that then? <laughs> I didn't lose that fight, dude. But that was Luke when he first came in. Luke first came in and like he was just getting stand up and like or not getting stand up, learning stand up. And and he he was a ridiculous BJJ guy, and, and he was getting better and better on the feet. And what happened was he. We were sparring, and I backed him into the corner, and I was landing, maybe trying to land a strike or something, and he just flipped out and done like a spinning something, some weird move. And there's nothing worse than when someone does something unorthodox and then catches you with it. Like That's what he does. Because it's like, yeah, exactly. And he clipped my nose, and my nose was bleeding. And and then blood was just like pouring. And then I, what he called swicked out. That... I, it's my bad habit in the gym. If I get if I get hit hard, or if someone gets the better of me, or if I feel like 
if I bleed my own blood, <laughs> <laughs> I get I get uh, angry and start freaking out. So we just went to war and like, yeah, I, don't, I've I seen try that to look in him. your eyes whenever I don't do the dishes. Yeah, same thing. I try to kill him. I mean, it wasn't like a no beat. We just fought. I mean, it wasn't like a, a you know like a, like a one sided fight or anything. But the point was, we got into kind of. Like, and when I say street fight, it wasn't like a street fight. I'm just saying we just went full on like. You know, that happens a lot today. Okay, when you got a lot of guys that have a lot of pride and, you know, it's all champions there now. So all those guys were champions in the beginning. When someone proves that they're a champion in the UFC, they've always been a champion. You know, they've yeah. always they've always had that champion heart. So you have all that pride going in there and and you know it, yeah. It brings out the best in you and, and you wanna win the round. You wanna win every single session. And I wanted to win that session when I was mm -hmm. bleeding. Because, you know, people looking up there seeing me bleeding, like you just said. I look like I'm losing and like, I don't like to lose a round. I don't like to lose to anyone. I don't care if they're better than me, if they're not better than me, whoever they are, I don't like to lose or to look like I'm losing. So I'll do whatever it takes. I've, I've seen you play board games. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're a cheating motherfucker, dude. I don't cheat, bro. I just don't like to lose. <laughs> you think, you think because I'm creative and, and I come up with these intellectual ideas. You cheat at Pictionary. No, bro. I, I never cheat. I just find ways around, around the rules to win, but, but it's like all like, huh? It's all like, it's all, no, it's all in the rules. It's just kind of out of the box. That's all. I think outside the box. I'll go with that. Well, all right. Well, I'm more of an aptitude type dude. I don't know what that word means. Yeah. That's why I beat you in yeah. board games. Is that why? <laughs> yeah. Cause you're using the word incorrectly. No, it rhymed with dude. So, uh, Oh, there you go. Well, we're good then. <laughs> Oh, I know what you're talking about. Because it rhymes, right? Yeah. Don't judge it by the shirt, man. And by the way, uh, that shirt, I just want to clarify for our audience, depending on the color of the video, that is not a pink shirt, apparently, because I made the horrible mistake of calling that pink the other day. It's salmon. It's salmon. Mm-hmm. Mm. So. So if you want to get a salmon shirt, yeah. we know where you can get one in Thailand. Custom fitted with yellow stitching and blue buttons, and let me tell you something. How how picky this guy is. If you watch my uh, my stories on my Instagram, Instagram Mike Swick underscore Swick, oh yeah, uh, Mike underscore Swick. Sorry. Uh, if you watch my stories, uh, you'll see that uh, he wears these shirts every day. He looks sharp from the waist up, <laughs> and then just gives up from the waist down. He'll wear shorts, high socks. Purple socks, blue socks, pink no. socks. First of all, I don't wear high tennis shoes socks. that don't match. Jeans that are too baggy. It's a mess, man. It's an absolute mess. You wouldn't understand. But I will say, to not have any style below the waist and decent style above the waist, if he orders one of these shirts and it comes in and the buttons aren't correct, he flips his shit. It's like me and Luke. I swick out. Oh, dude, he flips his shit. I mean, you literally were, you were hyperventilating because the buttons were too big. I think your quote was, these buttons look like they came from Walmart. They did. They were like fucking clown buttons. Yeah. <laughs> they were normal size. No, they weren't. You want little buttons. Like you think the smaller the button, the better. Yeah. I like what I like. And if I'm, if, or if I'm going to get you to pay for my shirts, <laughs> I want them done correctly. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, you, you, they'll do whatever you want, but that's eh, whatever. Anyway, anyway, he likes his shirts. I'm going to wear several in Australia. Wait, yeah, you can bring in all Which, your... by the way, we should do some kind of small podcast something from Australia. I wonder if we can do that. We can figure something out. Yeah. Bring James with us. It won't sound as clear as this, but we'll do something, yeah. Mm. We're going to have the whole crew there, man. Like you said, Javier, Bob Cook, 
Well, plus all the other guys. Just and everybody Luke, carried. and they're all coming back here. So we're going to have like the biggest AK reunion ever. We'll get a kangaroo. All right. You don't like kangaroos? Have you, no. Have you ever seen one? No. They're fucking horrible. Well, I know. What's his name? Was We ate some kangaroo. Yeah. We showed him, huh? Yeah. What podcast was that? It was uh, like the second one, man. I think. Did we even have a guest then? No, we we were eating kangaroo. Obviously, we didn't have a guest. We, yeah, we were talking we, about we were, kangaroo jerky. Yeah, we were stretching it. We've really come up, huh? Yeah. I was wearing shirts from regular stores and stuff. Oh, God. Jeez. I feel so bad for you, dude. Uh, throwback Thursday. I'm so glad the success of everything has just moved you up to that top echelon. Now you can be having a blue uh, Ralph Lauren beanie with your initials on it. Blue check next to my name. I wouldn't go that far, dude. All right. That's hard. It happens. But Cool. We're the worst at wrapping up shows. What, what are we doing here? I was just explaining. Spirit Sprinkles? I was, no, I'm just explaining we're the worst at wrapping up shows. So I'm trying to wrap up the wrap show. Wrap it up? I figure if I put my hands out here, that lets everyone know we're going to wrap it up. And we're going to take it serious until, you know. But it, as you've seen from our last podcast, we are the worst two guys at wrapping up shows. Yeah. And so before we continue on for another 30 minutes, we're going to wrap it up right now. Should we? Yeah. And we didn't pick a winner because we were rushed this morning. It's super you know, early right now. And Luke had only one uh, time that do. he could do the podcast. So we had to do it really fast. We'll, but we're going to, we'll go back because we went back and did the, the winners of the other podcast. So we'll go back and we'll pick a winner like right when we edit this one. So yeah. it'll be posted on the description of the last podcast, uh, episode number 15, uh, Dana White in Thailand recap. So if you go back to that, you'll see the winner. If you left a comment, if you haven't left a comment, Leave, well, I guess I don't have time Actually, now. if you haven't seen number 15, uh, some pretty good stories about Mike in there. If you, Yeah. Again, shit, it, I didn't it's, know. it's only me and Mark. We actually got to know each other during that podcast oh. in an embarrassing, funny way. But that's actually a good episode considering mm -hmm. the fact that we didn't have any guests. I thought it was pretty good. And, yeah. and we recapped Dana in Thailand. That's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times has Dana come to Thailand? Uh, Once. Once. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, again, we're not wrapping up the show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going. <laughs> we're doing it again. I got to go to work. All right, so. so thanks a lot for viewing, guys. Uh, I want to thank everybody on Reddit, Underground Forum, all the guys leaving comments. Again, we'll leave another, or we'll give away another AK Thailand package on this podcast in the comment section. So, go ahead and leave Ooh, a comment. Let's put a, uh, a link for Evan so you can get a hold of him and his artwork. Oh, yeah, Evan Showman for uh, doing the artwork and the graphics for the uh, podcast. But just his artwork, the, period, is outstanding. It's outstanding, yeah. Definitely go to his website. He's um, a weird guy. EvanShowman.com, I think it is. Yeah. Um, we'll put yeah. it in the <laughs> He's an interesting <laughs> fella. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll. Does he even have social media? Yeah, of course he does. Does he? Oh, I don't know. And we'll put the link up and then check out his artwork. Uh, leave a comment below and we'll give away a free training package to AK Thailand. And maybe you come when Luke Rockhold's here and uh, you can meet Luke and train, train alongside Luke. And, Be around uh, February probably Javier, 13th, 14th. Bob Cook, yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh. What are we doing? I don't know. Cooking me dinner. You are my Valentine. Awesome. Let's wrap it up. All right, All right guys. Thanks for uh, viewing. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And oh, we, we will see you next I'm time. Proud of you. We'll do it. We'll do it. Oh, see you next All time, right. guys. Later, guys. <laughs>